It's delicious, don't believe me, ask the dishes They can sing, they can dance After all, miss, this is France And the dinner here is never second best Go on and fold your menu, take a glance And then you'll be our guest, be our guest, be our guest Be free, Gucci, souffle, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Passholders Guide podcast. My name is Adam, and I'm here to share some tips, tricks, and secrets to the theme park capital of the world. You may be wondering, who am I? I am a Florida native, a Central Florida local, and I've been a seasonal or annual passholder to every theme park here in the Central Florida area. Not to mention I used to work for one. Each show, I'll be here to entertain you, maybe even educate you on a particular topic, as well as go over some up-to-date news and announcements at each park. Lastly, we're going to have story time. Those are going to be some cast member, team member, and ambassador stories. Hopefully, we can throw in some interviews, some other tidbits, and I can uh, bring you one hell of a show. Holders Guide Podcast. As you board the podcast, please lower your head and watch your step. For your safety, remain seated with your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the boat at all times. Parents, please supervise your children and refrain from flash photography or using video lights until we reach the greenhouses. Thank you. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the Passholders Guide Podcast. Alrighty, everybody, let's get down to business. For those of you who are tuning in again, thanks for listening. If this is your first time, thanks for checking us out. Go ahead and give us a like, share, and a subscribe on whatever podcast network you listen on. Uh, the big ones, Apple, Spotify, or directly from the Anchor app. So, I am a little delayed at getting this show out. I took a real vacation, and uh, sadly it was not at one of the, our regular theme parks. But I am back. This one is going out a little bit late, but let's see how I can uh, get this done for you guys. So this show is not going to be quite as scripted. I'm going to take a look at what it's like to stay at the parks. 
Alrighty, we are going to kick off a uh, little tour of my personal experiences. At I've stayed at at least one hotel at all the major theme parks here in the Orlando area. Well, we're going to first take a look at SeaWorld. Now, SeaWorld doesn't exactly have its own hotels. You, it is right off the southern part of International Drive, and a lot of their hotels are just in the surrounding areas. Uh, they do have official SeaWorld hotels, which come with a few extra perks. Uh, there are also hotel partners, with so pretty much the uh, big ones right next door. A lot of the Hiltons, Doubletrees, or the one I stayed at, the Renaissance. Uh, that one is a uh, official hotel, comes with free parking and a SeaWorld rescue tour. Uh, the rest of the hotel partners, along with the official hotels, also come with a complimentary shuttle, uh, guaranteed admission. That is now with the uh, COVID restrictions, I do believe SeaWorld is on a reservation system. So this will guarantee you, um, for most of their hotels, they can guarantee that. Also comes with a 10% off for dining and a 20% off of merchandise as long as you spend $50 or more. Now, what was really nice about my time, that even though it was back-to-school time, it came with the premier seating, preferred seating, I think is what they refer to it as, uh, for all these shows and the parade. So, the parade is just in the Sesame Street land, So, but my daughter was turning two, and she was absolutely thrilled. Actually, no, she wasn't. I believe she slept through the entire parade, but Mommy and Daddy were thrilled. So... Still a good time, you know, preferred seating right there, dead center for the Shamu show at there in uh, Shamu Stadium. Uh, that as well as the Clyde and Seymour show, show, Clyde and Seymour show, which is my personal favorite. Uh, also came with these cool little lanyards that pretty pretty much got to show off and just wave everybody. It's like, you know, Wayne and Garth and Wayne's World, you know, VIP, you know, VIP right here. You know, I got a pass. I have also had the pleasure of staying at a one of the Universal Orlando hotels. Um, back in this past fall of 2020, we were able to stay at the Royal Pacific, or I'm sorry, Lowe's Royal Pacific. Now, there are a lot of perks at staying at a Universal Resort. Uh, they are there on property, um, except for their latest two. You have the Endless Summer Surfside and Endless Summer Dockside which are now located at the uh, the old Wet n' Wild just across International Drive. Um, those provide transportation, uh, but most of the other resorts are right there on property and have a water taxi that takes you right there in between the entrances of Universal and Islands of Adventure. So at the Lowe's Royal Pacific, um, I walked in, made the reservation. It was a special occasion going for the anniversary, and I requested I wanted the highest floor possible, and I wanted all the perks. And what they gave me was a bottom floor, and I'm like, oh, great. But it turns out it was a blessing in disguise. So the uh, main road you come in getting through Universal is actually the second level. Uh, most of them have a ground floor. It's kind of like uh, the Magic Kingdom. It is built up, but that bottom level is where all the boats run. And so being right there, I was right there where the boats got on and off, right there by the pool. Didn't have to worry about hopping up and down elevators in our swimsuits, you know, dripping all over the place, getting cold by the blasted AC. But it was a blast to stay there. 
Now, the Universal Resorts come with uh, their own, you know, perks. Um, all resorts uh, give you access to one of the parks early. Uh, typically, you'll have one park open at a certain time. Uh, the other park will open an hour later, but that first hour, they will allow resort guests in. Now, a lot of the times that is to Islands of Adventure. Sometimes it is to Universal. Uh, Universal typically is a... Uh, allows their pass holders to get in early as well as their resort guest, but the universal side is pretty limited. I believe the only things you can do is the Minion Mayhem right there up front, uh, but you get early access to the Diagon Alley, uh, the Harry Potter section of the park. So the premium hotels are the way to go. You have the regular and premium, where both get you early access to the parks, the premium hotels get you a unlimited express pass. Now, that may not sound by m like much when you know you're going non-peak season, you know, uh, January, February, or right after school goes back in. But over the summer, those passes, I believe, start about $70. It can go for two to $300 per person. Now, those do come with your premium room for the entire stay. So that includes the day you check in. Uh, once you stop at your hotel, it, it's part, it actually is your room key. Your express pass has uh, got your dates printed, and it is still good for your checkout day. So you may, ne may need to be out by 10 a.m., but your express pass runs through the end of the day, you know. Uh, being going in September right there at the, you know, still in the middle of COVID, the lines were not crazy, but yours truly being a bit of a bigger guy did not fit on the green Gots ride. I still sent the little lady in. She and, you know, express passed it, got right in, enjoyed the ride herself and got right back out. So it was a nice touch. Alrighty, if you are planning to spend some time around the Walt Disney Resorts, they have the biggest array and most options as far as Disney Resorts. You're looking at over 20 different options, and they're basically broken up by three different price points. Uh, you start off with the value resorts, which are uh, your most basic, uh, you know, everything at Disney is nice. So, uh, you know, I may say basic, but that does not mean it is a, uh, a cheap, you know, motel. Uh, you move up into the moderate range. Uh, so you're, you know, more accommodating, you know, typically a higher, you know, higher class of, uh, amenities around. And then you, uh, if you want to top it off, you have the, the deluxe resorts, which uh, are the, the top of the line, the, the best of the best, the creme de la creme of the Disney resorts. So my pass holding as an adult started back in 2014. I had one of my friends go, hey, let's go to Disney, and they showed me the magic, and I was hooked ever since. So in my time of having that pass, we ended up going to spending 39 days in the park, and uh, a lot of those were three-day weekends staying on property. So I have had a variety of uh, resort experiences, and that just continued when uh, during my time as a cast member where I got the cast member discount. So your most basic option, that is your value resorts. You're typically going to be looking at a twin bed and, you know, regular, you know, facilities there, a, you know, bathroom, shower, and they are great for what they are, typically have a uh, pretty nice swimming pool, 
to uh, help you cool off in those hot summer days. But it's a great option if you want to spend all your times in the park. If you just need a bed and a bathroom, the value resorts are where they're at. Uh, now, the different options, uh, you have all three of the all-stars, sports, music, and movies, uh, your pop century and art of animation, um, as well as the campground at the Wilderness Lodge, all on that value tier. Your next tier up is your moderate resorts. I have stayed at all four of them. Now you're looking at the Port Orleans, both Riverside and French Quarter, Caribbean Beach, and the Coronado Springs. Now, these are a little bit nicer than the values. Typically, you're looking at a queen-size bed, and their resort amenities are a little bit greater. Um, you're looking at, you know, deluxe pools. A lot of them have a, a nice selection of water slides. I know Coronado, Caribbean and uh, Port Orleans French Quarter all have very nice water slides. And it's great if you're spending um, you know, a longer time at the parks and uh, planned in a few more down days. So it gives you a nice place to recover. I have also had the, the opportunity, a very fortunate opportunity, to stay at a few of the deluxe resorts. Um, now, the, if you're looking you know, top of the line, you're spending a lot of the time, you know, a lot of money for the hotel, everything, the experience. Deluxe resorts are the way to go. You have quite a few around property. Um, all three of the resorts on the monorail line, all deluxe resorts, including the Wilderness Lodge, uh, the ones in the Disney Springs area, including Saratoga Springs and Old Key West, and everything in the Epcot Resorts area, including the Yacht Club. Beach Club, Boardwalk, and the Swan and Dolphin. All there included in the top tier of deluxe resorts. Now, um, based on my experience, it was incredibly easy uh, staying at the Beach Club to hop in and out of the Food and Wine Festival that you know I've spoken, I've spent a lot of time at. So if you are going specifically to Epcot for festivals, Staying in the Epcot Resorts area is an amazing choice. Now, if you are, you know, planning to spend your entire time at the Magic Kingdom, have a, you know, a nice big, you know, opportunity, a nice reason to go, you can't beat going top of the line staying at the Grand Floridian. Now, this is where I spent a few, you know, three of my seven nights of my honeymoon, went all out, pulled out all the stops, park view room, marble counters, and uh, uh, some of the most comfortable beds ever. Uh, but you're pretty much looking at, you know, that's where you're going to get the king-size bed, all the uh, lounges, couches, and in the rooms. It is a beautiful place to stay. Now, it doesn't matter what tier of resort you are at, all the Disney resorts come with complimentary transportation to and from the park, Depending on where you stay, there are sometimes multiple options. Now, uh, staying at the Magic Kingdom Resorts, you pretty much have the option of taking the monorail um, or they are resort boats that take you, you know, can take you between the parks and uh, the different resorts. Now there is the, you know, the, the walkway. 
which connects the contemporary all the way around to the ticket and transportation center. So if you don't want to get on the water, don't want to go right in the air, you can always hoof it in between the resort. Now, the newest addition to Disney transportation connects Pop Century, Art of Animation, Caribbean Beach, and all the Epcot resorts to both uh, Epcot and Hollywood Studios. That is the Skyliner. Um, I have not yet had a chance to ride the Skyliner. I keep wanting to, but recently there's had a few chance, you know, instances of it breaking down. So I'm gonna let that uh, let that slide. I don't want to get stuck up in the air. But um, for the most part, it is a very reliable, you know, mode of transportation. Um, you can get on at any of those stations, hop around through the the International Gateway to Epcot. Uh, there is a, a station at Hollywood Studios, and then a stop at the Value Resorts and the Moderate Resort right there next to Hollywood Studios. Now, staying at a few of the Disney Springs area of resorts, that is the uh, both Riverside and the French Quarter, as well as Old Key West and Saratoga Springs, you have a boat option to take you all straight into Disney Springs. Now, it is a nice, quiet uh, ride up and down the Sasagula River, and it takes you um, several stops. I think the first stop is at uh, the west side over by Cirque du Soleil, uh, and then another stop over at... Another stop over on the, the backside of Saratoga Springs at the Marketplace. Now, also staying at the resorts, they're currently not doing it, but, you know, once COVID restrictions uh, are, are gone, a thing of the past, I'm really hoping they're going to bring back their extra magic hours. Now, once again, it doesn't matter what tier of resort you're staying at, but extra magic hours are just for resort guests. Uh, they are typically assigned at the end of the night, uh, two to three hours, where it's nothing but you. Um, you have to scan your magic band at the beginning of each attraction, and only the resort guests are able to join the queue. Everyone else is politely asked to leave. Alrighty, everybody. I hope I have been able to share some of my personal experiences and sell you on how uh, great it is to stay on property at our local theme parks. Uh, they each come with their own pros, uh, very few cons, but if you can think of something that I didn't put in here, go ahead and shoot me a message at, uh, it is on Facebook, at Passholders Guide Podcast, and we can discuss further, and uh, I may have to uh, edit a pod, do it, and uh, shout you out on the next one. Alrighty, everybody, this is your tip for our mid-June episode. It is summertime here in Central Florida. Your heat indexes are reaching up to the triple digits just about on a daily basis, and you're getting to the point where it rains every day at 3, 4 o'clock, not to mention school is out, the parks are going to be packed. There is one way to beat all of that. Don't go. 
It is incredibly hard as a theme park lover to say, but there's a reason these times are blacked out for certain passes. It is the crowds are insane, the heat is unbearable, it is just best to take some time, you know, find a nice pool to go, you know, lay around and uh, cool off in, but don't go to the parks. Now, I know some of you are not going to take that advice of, Actually, I'm probably not even going to take my own advice, but if you are going out to the parks, make sure to stay hydrated, wear sunscreen, and uh, be a little forgiving of the, uh, the theme park workers out there. A lot of them are going to be brand new as we are getting back up to full capacity, so be nice to everybody. And a little tip, that morning little dab of deodorant you put on first thing in the morning is not going to cut it for a full day at a theme park. Slather that stuff on. Be nice to everybody. So take my advice or don't. I'm probably not going to take my advice, so I'll see you out there. Alrighty, everybody, here is your news for mid-June. Walt Disney World is going back to their single rider lines. Uh, plexiglass dividers are coming down. Parties are getting uh, seated next to other parties. So full capacity on rides is coming back. They need those single, uh, single rider lines to... Uh, pack out those ride vehicles so take advantage of them now that we can uh, disney is testing their fireworks once again uh, rumor has it that they will not be back for the fourth of july holiday so uh, probably shortly after but um, unless something major changes not before now Getting back to normal, the Walt Disney World marathons are coming back. Uh, those are going to take place in 2022, but registration for them opens up next month in July. So if you are uh, a avid you know, runner, sign up for that 5, 10K. Uh, I believe they also do a mile, the half marathon, or the full marathon, or you could just take the Dopey Challenge and do all of it. But, you know, if you're a glutton for punishment, go ahead and sign up for that. Uh, bouncing over to SeaWorld, they are not testing their fireworks. They are doing fireworks every night through August 8th. Uh, they are also looking for more people to join the ambassador team there. They are holding auditions for new roles. So uh, if you're looking for a job, you know somebody who's looking for a job, send them over. All the theme parks right now are looking and basically begging for people to get hired. Um, SeaWorld is also nominated for uh, by USA Today's top uh, top ten uh, best. They have been nominated for three different categories. Uh, they are up for best park for SeaWorld Orlando, best water park for Aquatica, and best roller coaster for Mako. Now, if you agree with those or you just want to vote in them, uh, they have a link on the SeaWorld website, or you can go to 10best.com and uh, vote there. Now, over to Universal. Their pre-show for the Green Gots ride is back. They are getting back to full operation at all their rides, so that is one thing. 
that they have brought back. Um, also, all of their resorts are now officially open. So if you're looking to stay on property, you know, we just went over a bunch of things about property. I highly recommend you stay there, um, but their availability is open. Check their website for uh, booking details. Uh, as well as Disney, they are going back to their single rider. Uh, it is open at Hagrid's Motorbike Adventure. Now, I have not had the chance to ride on Hagrid's. I have been told it is quite amazing and still pulls the lines, you know, after being open for, I think it's a year and a half, almost two years. So they need something to pull uh, the lines away from Velocicoaster, which just opened since our last podcast on June 10th was the official opening day. It is a heck of a ride. Check out our last episode for details about that and the Jurassic Park section of Islands of Adventure. Uh, other things going on, the wand prices for the Harry Potter Magic Wands are going up. They used to be $50 for the standard wand or $55 for the interactive wand. Those are getting bumped up $5 each. You're now looking $55 for your standard wand or $60 for the interactive one. Uh, for the extra $5 and the fun of going around the parks, I highly recommend the interactive wands. Now, another big ding, Universal was testing a contactless contactless security system. Um, I know security is kind of a bit of a pain, um, having to basically undress myself, belt buckle, hat, pass, keys, phone, wallet. Um, I'm doing everything except for, you know, taking my shirt off going through security, so you guys are welcome. I'm not taking my shirt off going through security, but it is a bit of a pain getting dressed afterwards. I am highly looking forward to a contact list and, you know, easy scan and breezing right into the parks. So that is a bunch of your big news except for some major announcements. It is summertime. We're all looking to get past this. And after summertime comes spooky season. The Halloween events have been announced for all the major parks. So Walt Disney World is no longer doing Mickey's Not So Scary the Halloween Party. They have moved to a new event called the Boo Bash. It is a little bit shorter. uh, It's a three-hour event starting at either 9 or 9.30 at night. Uh, Check your listings and uh, purchase your tickets uh, for it. Uh, There are different things. It's pretty similar to the Not So Scary, but, you know, Things are all different now in this new COVID, you know, post-COVID time frame. Now, SeaWorld is jumping into the Halloween game. They are bringing their Hallow Scream from the Anheuser-Busch other parks of uh, Busch Gardens in Tampa over to the Orlando Park. Now, this is a new event for SeaWorld Orlando. It is not going to replace the trick-or-treat trail for the kids. So that is still going to be open for the kiddos, but it will be a separate ticket event for the Hello Scream section or, well, more details being released. We'll see how that goes. Now, the big one. Jack is back. Halloween Horror Nights 30. Should have been last year in 2020, but we're still trying to forget that year. The Halloween Horror Nights 30 is being celebrated this year, and your host is Jack. Now, I have 
uh, been to a few Halloween Horror Nights events where he has hosted this, I believe, I believe makes his seventh year of being the host, but the tickets are now on sale. Details are coming out. I highly recommend you go to this. It is a worth every penny. I highly recommend, uh, you know, we'll get into some more tips, but go early and uh, if you can, splurge for that express pass because some of those lines do get crazy, but we'll cover those on another show. So that has been your news. For more up-to-date stories, and check out our Facebook page at the Pass Holders Guide Podcast. I'm trying to find out everything I can from all the parks and get that out to you in real time. So uh, give us a like there, subscribe to your podcast on whatever podcast platform you choose, and we'll see you out at the parks. This week's story time is going to be a bit of a twofer. So the day before Father's Day, I had the bright idea of, hey, let's go to Disney Springs for Father's Day and try to score a last minute reservation and ended up getting the boathouse at 10 a.m. So um, this is going to be part food review, part, uh, part story time. So I have heard tons of people rave about the boathouse. They say it's awesome, the food is delicious, and I had to go find out for myself. So my beautiful wife scored us a reservation 10 a.m. Um, you know, we thought it was just an early lunch, which, you know, if you guys know some of our story, we always ended up going for a really late lunch, which would always turn into a very early dinner. So we seem like we're those old people eating dinner at 4 p.m. So a very early lunch is a par for course for us. So we sit down, look at the brunch menu, and go, you know, this just won't do. Uh, ordered a couple cocktails. Uh, I can tell you that the Orange Crush is delicious. It's a little bit of a upscale screwdriver. Uh, orange juice, vodka, and god I can't remember the rest of it. And the wife had a very nice strawberry mim- mimosa. So uh, our waiter comes. His name is Jonathan. Big shout out. I told him I was going to uh, uh, tell the world about him, but he was an amazing server. He gave us that true Disney experience and a really good uh, recommendations for as food as, as far as the food goes there. So we are big fans of calamari. Got some calamari for the table. Uh, Jonathan recommended a the crab cake, which was pretty much all crab, very little bit, uh, very little breading. It was honestly the best crab cake I've ever had. And not just saying that because, you know, they sprinkled a little, like, a little extra pixie dust on top. Um, he also recommended the red grouper. Now, this was a, a good-sized chunk of red grouper in a uh, with potatoes, mushrooms, and spinach. And, oh, my God, I got my wife, who does not eat fish, to try the fish, and she loved it. It was an amazing meal, um, topped off with a, on top of uh, the wife's strawberry bellini. That's the word I was looking for, strawberry bellini. Uh, she also got a pear bellini, and I finished my meal off with an espresso martini. Was, I was flying high after that. The mix of caffeine and alcohol was to die for. So um, back to why we were, we were uh, recording this little segment here, story time. Our story time comes from Jonathan. I got to talking to him, and uh, he let us know that 
right after Disney started opening back up, um, he they were planning for a very slow weekend. They're like, it's the first day. No one's going to come out. Everyone's going to be scared about the new protocols. And they were very understaffed that day, thinking they only needed a skeleton crew. The exact opposite happened. Disney Springs was flooded with people. Every table had somebody in it, and they did, had to do their very best uh, to uh, get everybody accommodated. So that kind of left uh, with everywhere being full, not everywhere being open, that there were some people that just couldn't you know, find a table and were very concerned about with their dining options that they would not have something to eat for their kosher kids. So they decided they're just going to brush out a barbecue grill right in the middle of Disney Springs. I believe it was uh, over behind the Raglan Road area over there by the uh, the spring area. And open flame just started cooking. Yeah. Security quickly came. He's like, oh, whoa, 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 what are you doing? You can't have open flame here at Disney World. And uh, especially, you know, right here in the middle of the springs. So... Uh, they quickly got that fire extinguished and uh, found those uh, those nice people a very uh, kosher meal on property and even comped it. So Disney magic to make a bad situation good. And uh, a big shout out to Jonathan. You were an amazing server. I hope you hear this. And uh, you guys, go check him out. He's at the boathouse and uh, really took the entire great experience over the top. So thanks for making it a magical, magical day, Jonathan. That's everything for this episode of the Passholders Guide podcast. Thank you for joining me. I hope I've left you with some tips, tricks, or secrets to make your park experience better. In the meantime, join us on Facebook or Instagram at the Passholders Guide podcast. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button for alerts on the latest episodes. Until I see you again, have a safe time at the parks. Everybody!